A fika is a very Swedish custom which basically means that you take a break from your activity to have a cup of coffee or tea and maybe eat something sweet. In Fika with us, we are inviting you to join us for a Fika and listen to different topics regarding international student life at Linköping University. In this episode of Fika with us, we are joined by Una, Shivani and Yannick. Today, we will be talking about everything you need to know and do when you first arrive for your studies in Linköping. My name is Emily. Let's start the Fika. All right, welcome everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today. I think we will start right off as always with a quick introduction round with everybody. So just tell our listeners where you're from and what do you study? All right, I'm Yannick. I'm from Germany originally. And I study aeronautical engineering in my master and just about to finish my first semester, uh, first year here. Nice. Hi, my name is Una. I'm originally from Serbia, but I grew up in Greece. I consider myself Greek. Um, I'm on my second year in uh, applied ethology and my biology. I'm actually a few weeks before graduating, so yay. <laughs> nice. Hi, everybody. My name is Shivani. I'm studying bachelor's in experimental and industrial biomedicine. I am Indian and Swedish, and I'm about to finish my second year. So when you're when you listen to this, I'll be starting my thesis. Nice. Okay. So thank you guys for joining me today, and um, I think we will talk about about Linköping just in general. And I think it's a bit overwhelming when you first get to a new city as a student with nobody that you really know and um, not really sure what to do. So. That's what we will be discussing today. So maybe let's start off with the basics. Where even is Linköping? And how do you get there? It's in Sweden. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. That answers my question, but maybe a bit more exact. Um, I think the best way to get here is probably train, I would say. Like if you're... Like I know a lot of people who come on arrival, they come from like Germany or like from... Well, yeah, Germany. <laughs> and I know a lot of them come by train. I think train is quite great. And then maybe if you book your flight tickets in advance, they're probably cheap. Because if you're coming from like India or somewhere in Asia, you probably are coming by plane or flight. Yeah. Yeah, but you would be arriving to Stockholm, right? Mm, you, like but by plane, I would say. I mean, there are two options, basically. Like Linköping has an airport, um, but it's a quite small one. And you can only get here via Amsterdam. Um, so maybe if you're coming from further or from the Netherlands, direct route is an option. But I think the most popular one is just to fly directly to Stockholm and then take the train, which is quite easy. It takes about two hours to get there and there's a direct connection going quite frequently. So that's a pretty safe option, I would say. Yeah, It's called Arlanda for people who are wondering. And I know some, some people got off at Copenhagen as well, at Kastrup. So like... I think that's also useful, but I think coming to Stockholm is the easiest, like uh, Yannick said. Yeah. So basically, Lynch shopping is two, two hours south of Stockholm. We look at it on the map. So it's really nice uh, to get here. There's good connections. And um, yeah, so once you get here, there's a few steps that I think that you need to go through that you need to consider and also plan for a bit. So I would say the first step uh, might be accommodation, obviously. Um, so maybe um, you guys want to comment on like how did you 
do it? How did you like pick up keys and stuff like that? Uh, for me, it was the I'm staying with Heimestad and one of the companies who offers student housing, and they have the office downtown. So for me, it was they you had to make an appointment with them. Uh, they told you about that when you received your apartment, basically. So I made an appointment the day I arrived, right in the morning. Um, went down there, picked up the keys, and then went to read uh, and had my first look at my apartment, which was quite exciting. <laughs> nice. Well, for me, I found it through Facebook Market, uh, so it was a private housing both times, and it was beforehand, so I searched a lot, like months before I even came here. So yeah, it was. A, it's a little bit risky in terms of you don't know who your roommates will be, but once you find one and you get in, everything it's quite easier. But yeah, for me it was private because uh, the student ones are quite. I, you guys know that there's a queue, so it was quite hard to get one. Yeah. But yeah. But that's good to know. But then you just also contacted them and mm-hmm. made up. You just contacted them and then you most of them speak English, so it's pretty good. Of course, you have to be careful with scammers and all that, but yeah. other than that, it's... Uh, yeah. yeah, we also have a full episode on this, by the way, from a few months back, if you want to have a listen at that again. But um, that's good to know. And did your rooms, were your rooms furnished then? Uh, the first time, no. The second, yes, because uh, that was a mistake. But it's also, like, if it's furnished, it's going to be more expensive. So mm-hmm. it's also, a, a, let's say, a bargain if you want to do. Um, but it's uh, mostly the roommates that you don't know. You don't know who you're going to be with. So that's a little bit, uh, yeah, it's a bit risky. Okay. And where did you then get all of your furniture from? Because I'm guessing some people do ha- also have uh, unfurnished rooms. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they'd want to bed, right? <laughs> Yeah, we have stu- the second-hand shop at university, like in the underground. I think it's a bee house. Uh, it's they a building. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, always. Um, yeah, so they have uh, furniture and also IKEA. It's pretty, yeah. Yeah. pretty classical <laughs> yeah. uh, thing. And cheap, <laughs> cheap option. Yeah. yeah, that's that's true. I also got most of my furniture at IKEA while having the car here. So I, yeah, that's really nice. Okay, so basically, we've arrived by train, gotten our keys. And I want to mention for the Heimstaden one, like the office is right next to the train station. Oh, yeah. 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 Like nowhere is that you have to get there somehow. But if in case you do need to get a bit further to pick up your keys and then also to get to read, uh, we have quite good public transport, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, an app called uh, Östgöta Trafiken. And uh, it's red and it has like an O and the O crosses on the top. That's what it looks like. And just download it. It's super easy to connect your bank account to it. And if you're someone from Sweden, well, you can add your Swish. But I'm assuming as an international student, add your bank account. And then you just type like the name of the two bus stops. And it just tells you like how to go, when the bus is. And it even tells you how to get to the bus stop from your current location. So I think it's super useful. So, yeah. Definitely. It also tells me when the buses are late. (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect. And you can also like see the bus moving and when it's like coming and you can like track it. I think that's so cool. Yeah. And also I think uh, within Linköping, like you can, like the buses all go like in a 15 minutes interval during the day at least. So there's no worries of like missing a bus connection really. You can always just take the next one. Yeah. And if you live in like Ried, I would say the bus connections and frequencies are the best because... There's always buses and even on like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which are party days, the buses go much later as well in the night. So if you're like partying, you can still go home. So that's really cool as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, for example, when I got here, I couldn't find that app. 
I don't know why, but like I took me ages to find it. And I just want to mention that you can also just pay with your card on the bus directly. So you, you if you don't find the app on the first try, don't worry. Um, you can still pay properly. Yeah. And eventually when you settle down, you can um, activate the student mode on the app as well. So you yeah. get a student discount because the adult uh, prices are, um, yeah, they're crazy. Yes, not not student budget friendly. <laughs> yeah, but yes. you can also just, if you select your ticket, you don't even need to activate anything. You can just uh, get the student ticket directly. Yeah, that's that's really good to know. Okay, so we've covered accommodation, a bit of how to get around. And I think the next big thing is grocery shopping because um, we all need to eat. <laughs> so um, what kind of stores would you say so should one check out first to build up a bit of a stock, you know, like all the dry stuff, like get a bunch of pasta, bunch of rice um or the spices or or something like that <laughs> um okay so there's like the four um like um we have a coop ika uh hem shop willis and then city gross i lied there's five <laughs> and then um like if you live in reed the hem shop is huge and you i think it's so cheap and it's really good to get stuff there really <laughs> yeah, that's what I think because compared to Coop, like near my house there's Coop and Coop is like, oh my God, if you're rich, you go to Coop. So yeah, yeah. Coop is not very student friendly in my opinion. <laughs> but I actually feel like Hampshire is neither. I would... Really? I think yeah. I think Ika and uh, Willy. So yeah. yeah, they're really good to get to. Yeah, and they have lots of student discounts and every month like you can get a gift for free and it's super cool. Oh, that's nice, yeah. Any other uh, comments on, on grocery shopping? I mean, for the uh, for the people living in Reed, I think it's probably the easiest for for the start to not make it too hard um, to go to Hemchap because it's right next door. Then, um, but I know a lot of people who start like who have their shopping routine, like going on a bus across the city to go to one specific rather cheaper supermarket. So that's something you can consider um, for later on. And also mentioning there's a Lidl, I believe which I believe is kind of the safe haven for a lot of German people here uh, who go uh, <laughs> stock up on certain things. And it's also very cheap. So, um, yes, that's uh, also a very fairly frequent place, but it's quite far away. So a lot of people take the bus to get there. Yeah, you, you heard my gasp there. Obviously, I'm also German. <laughs> but uh, I've actually never been here because it's. I think it's a bit far. Yeah, it's also a bit far for me. Like I went there once and afterwards I'm too lazy to go that far, but I have a lot of friends who go there frequently. Yeah, nice. Okay, that's that's good to know. And when we talk about go there, obviously, okay, we've talked about the bus, but I think the next big thing is a bike, obviously, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Or the bike you're lost, probably. <laughs> yeah, so here just everybody bikes everywhere and it's really nice. But first... I don't think everybody has the possibility to bring their bike like I did because I came by car. Um, so where did you guys get your bikes from or where would you recommend looking for bikes? Okay, uh, so uh, again, Facebook Marketplace is a great place to start. <laughs> uh, but once you get used to that, like in the beginning, you might want to check out some physical stores as well because I like to see the bike before actually buying it. And there are like a few stops in the center as well. And depending where you live, uh, where they do this, uh, they're supposed to fix your bike, but they also have second hand bikes. So you can always go there and check one out and buy or yeah, or private again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of, especially on Telegram for international students, 
Um, I believe ESA has a big uh, buying and selling group um, yeah. where a lot of international students just keep posting stuff they have. And it might be a bit difficult, especially on the arrival dates, because everybody's looking for a bike. Um, but um, that's definitely a good place to also check out because that's just where a lot of students sell their stuff. Um, yeah. And also, I don't think a lot of international students know, but blocket.se or blocket.se is a really good place to look for a bike. Um, it's a really good place to look for anything secondhand, like secondhand furniture as well, like we talked about earlier. Um, I actually got my first house using blocket.se as well because um, I couldn't find a place uh, when I first came. So if you like need emergency housing or anything, literally like Blocket has everything A to Z. The only downside with Blocket is also something that you might need to know is that you need a Swedish phone number to use it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my but bad. that's a good point though. Like you, pr you will definitely need a Swedish phone number. How did you guys get it or do you even have one? Because I do. But how did you acquire your Swedish phone number? <laughs> um, it took me quite a while to get it because I was quite lazy in the beginning and I didn't really see the need for it. Um, but then I just, um, at that point, I already had my personal number, so I could access some other things. Um, but I just went with the cheapest provider um, I could find online. And you just register and then they sent you the SIM card home and then you can use your phone number and it works on a monthly payment basis and you can uh, cancel the contract every month. So it's quite simple, but if you run something right in the beginning, um, at least the international office hands out SIM cards to students, which they then can directly register, which is very, like, uh, not the cheapest solution, but yeah. something simple for the beginning. So you can yeah, I think get that was Convic that yeah. you usually hand out, and you can also always find them at, like, supermarkets. They just hand out the SIM cards for free. You can just grab one, and then you have to register it. Oh, that's really. Which provider do you have? Uh, Holland. Yeah. Which is, uh, I think, one of the, like it's a prepaid provider, which is quite cheap. Yeah, and you can also have student discount. You have student discount there, right? Yes. Yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> I have three or like three. Okay, but that's. <laughs> I think that was more on the pricier side. Is oh. it not or not? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I just saw that Holland <laughs> has has like discounts for students, and I was like, yeah, yeah taking it. Yeah. Definitely. And then on Mesonaut, they have like um, yeah. all the providers with the student discount and you can check all of them out on the app. Yeah, I think the first three, three months that I had Holland, I only paid one crown. Wow, that's such a, that's great. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm like, I'm still surprised that yeah. they actually let that happen. Um, yeah, okay. So you, Yannick, already mentioned the personal number and I think there's a lot there's a lot to talk about when it comes to the personal number. It takes some time and it takes some patience, or it took me at least. Um, so maybe we can, you know, you can recall the steps that you took to get your personal number and what it take. And you, you too, Una. Una, go first. Right. Um, so first of all, when you move here, you have to register that you are now living in Sweden, and that's the first step. Um, you should do that as soon as possible. One, first of all, because it's required by law to do it. And second of all, because the earlier you do it, uh, the earlier you will um, get your personal number. So you basically, it, um, you, there's this agency downtown, um, it's called Skatteverket, which is basically the tax agency here in Sweden. And you don't need an appointment for the first um, time. You just go there during the opening hours, uh, draw a number and wait a bit. Um, you probably should have a look on their website, which documents are required and prepare them beforehand. 
um, yep, you basically give them the documents, say you live here, um, sign something, and uh, then in a hopefully couple of weeks, you will get a letter from them um, saying uh, that you're now registered. The letter will come with your personal number. Um, so then you have the personal number. And it's important, a lot of my friends missed their letter because they never checked their post boxes. <laughs> uh, so they were wondering why it was taking so long. It was just lying there around. But yeah, that's the first step. And then uh, after you have the personal number, you can apply for a Swedish ID card. And the, th the one thing to note here is that you have to make an appointment for that. And the appointments are usually taking quite a long time beforehand. So maybe already make an appointment um, before you even have your personal number. And even if you don't get your personal number at that appointment, just cancel the appointment. Um, but to just reserve your spot way beforehand because it took, it, my process was delayed by like two months because uh, I um, didn't reserve an appointment before. I think I was one of the lucky ones because I've heard those horror stories. But mine was pretty fast. Like in two weeks, I got everything sorted out. What? So, yeah, it was <laughs> two really weeks? Oh, Girl, yeah. I don't know you if I was lucky, a VIP client. Yeah, but it was pretty. But all my classmates, they all had issues. Some even months, as you said. But That's crazy. Yeah, I was really lucky with that. But yeah. uh, it's exactly as you said, the pro whole process. And once you get the personal number, then finally you can get a bank account. Because either the oh, one yes. without that, I think it's very hard. I don't even know if it's feasible. I think there's, uh, I think Danske Bank is the only one that accepts mm. uh, for which you don't need a personal number. But for everything else, um, you do need one. And you even need an ID for a lot of them, right? I think so. Yes. And also, I want to mention that uh, I don't know about the non EU. Because for the EU, yeah. if it's the same or not, but for the EU, at least this is the procedure. I don't know. For non-EU citizens, if it's, it takes longer, pro possibly? Yeah, I think for them, the process is connected to their residence permit. So, um, and then it's also the migration office that they have to go to, which is actually not located in Linköping, but in Norrköping. Um, but uh, yeah, their process is a bit different. So that's good that you mentioned that this is the EU way, basically, um, that I also went through and had my issues with Jesus. <laughs> but yes, if you can make your appointments as soon as possible um, and get all the documents together. Um, but yes, like we said, there's a lot of benefits, I guess, to having a personal number. Um, the one thing that you should know is you can only get a personal number if you are in Sweden for more than a year. So um, if you do, if you're doing your master's here for two years, you're absolutely fine to get one. But if you're only doing a master's that has two semesters, uh, you can actually not apply for one. And as an Erasmus student, for example, you can't either. Um, so yeah, I I do want to get in a a bit more of what kind of benefits you have with a personal number and maybe we can go a bit deeper into like the bank account like how did was that process for you because i've heard a lot of horror stories as well trying to get a person uh, or a bank account as an international student um i don't know which bank are you with what did you have to do to get the account okay so i'm gonna butcher the <laughs> bank's names uh but let me try so i went to uh, each all the banks in the center so danske bank yep. uh handelsbanken Something like that, <laughs> the blue logo. Um, uh, the Nordia, mm -hmm. uh, one in Ica, yep. if it's uh, called Ica. So I went all of them and I literally took notes on seeing uh, what kind of offers they have, what benefits for students. Uh, and for me at that time, the best choice was the Handel Hans. Bank. Yeah, yeah. Handel's Bank. Uh, 
Um, uh, but also the one, the only thing it was required was to have the person number and uh, that you registered students. So that was it. It was like five, ten minutes tops. You just go in there. You don't even have to have, an, I think, an appointment. Uh, but because it was COVID, I think there was some different issue back then. And it's pretty straightforward. They help you out with everything. And the one thing that stood out to me was that they give you this because um, you need the bike bank ID to 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 do basically anything. It's like a digital signature, sort of to say. Yep. And uh, I think that only banks provide this. And without it, it's going to be make your life very difficult here. Yeah, that's a really good thing. I've actually heard good things about Handelsbank. A friend of mine is there as well. I have uh, Handelsbank as well, so I love it. Yeah. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, where are you at, Yannick? <laughs> Do you even have a Swedish bank account? No. No, still oh. in the process of getting one. Um, so I'm one of the horror stories oh, to some damn. extent. But okay. uh, yeah, it was some annoying circumstances that led to this. And also, um, I think, Last year, a little more measures were required by law. Of, for example, a lot of banks now check um, the income of students to make mm-hmm. sure because some new money laundering policy has been in place, uh, which makes it a bit harder um, and which kind of caught me out. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll still um, hoping that I'll get my bank account soon. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the two. Th- so I'm I'm with Nordia. and I thought the process was oh, r- pretty quick as all. Well. So you had to get an appointment, and then you had to bring. I had to bring a few documents as well of like, especially because I wanted to transfer money from a German account into the Swedish account. And they need to like clear that basically for me to be able to do that. Um, so that took a few extra documents, but it went really well. And then I got my, all of my documents, or like my card and my bank ID quite quickly, which is really nice. And I believe that Ikabank now has... Um, has also changed their policies and you need like a Swedish passport, I believe, or something. No, what was it? They have a different policy, which makes it very difficult for international students to get the um, to get an account there. Um, so that is maybe not an option anymore, but like Una did, just like look at what kind of options all the, um, all the um, yeah, banks offer you. So, yeah. Yeah, like I think regardless of like where you're coming from i think if you do a bit of research you'll be well informed like you guys just said and then you can know the pro cons and then you can make your choice kind of and um sometimes it helps to ask your parents as well because usually they know a lot about stuff (laughs) like this um so yeah don't be shy to take help from anybody i guess yeah definitely Also, something that is really important to note uh, is that's more for inter- uh, for European students. Um, I know a lot of um, cases that uh, the banks require you to have a passport, not just your European ID card, but they actually want to see your passport. So it is really worth getting maybe your passport sorted. Even you don't need it for identification necessarily in Sweden. Yeah. It's not required by law, but a lot of people trust that here in Sweden a lot more. Um, so it's a good thing to get that sorted out before and take here with you. Yeah, it's a good thing that you mentioned that. I forgot to mention it earlier with the um, ID card. So we talked about the process of getting the personal number and afterwards you can apply for the ID card, but you can only apply for it if you have a passport. Um, That's really important to know because I've had friends that couldn't open a bank account because they didn't have an ID card and they couldn't get an ID card because they didn't have a passport. Um, And it's difficult to get a passport for your own country if you live abroad. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Okay, um, now, of course, 
the reason you're coming to Linköping is to study here. So I think that uh, is the next big thing that we should talk about is what do you have to do to register at uni? Like what are the steps there um, to do that? Um, if you come on one of the arrival days, I would consider you. I think you're quite lucky because you come in and well, first you get your Leo card and the info center helps you. I think it's a super clear process, and then um, I think the the info center also like gives you instructions for like how to get to your accommodation later. There's also like a shuttle bus and everything. So if you come on the arrival days, like. Uh, it's great, but even if you don't come on the arrival days, like we talked about in a previous episode, like you can still just go to the info center and get your Liu card, and they'll show you how to register on LiSAM and get like your Outlook email and stuff. So I think that's like the essence, kind of, if that makes sense. Yeah, and just to be clear, the info center is it on campus, Vala? Yes. In the in the student who said a big red building, you can't miss if if you walk uh, yeah. over campus. And then if you're studying at uh, campus uh, US, it's in uh, entrance seventy six near uh, Hessel Kristallen. Okay, that I didn't know. That's good to know. Thank you. And hopefully in North Shopping. It's some. It's there. <laughs> they have it in North Shopping yeah. as well. We also have an episode of North Shopping coming out. No worries. Yes. Um. Okay, but I think the most important thing then is the roll call, right? Yeah, oh my God, do not miss your roll call. <laughs> because if you don't miss your roll call, like you can't study. Like they've made it clear this year that if you miss your roll call, like you're not a part of the program. So please don't miss your roll call unless like you're dying or something. Yeah, what was your experiences like with the roll call? Because I was super nervous, but... I was here... First of all, the day before I went to the, like we got the description where we had to be and I found the room beforehand just to make sure Good. I knew where it was. And then I was there like an hour beforehand just to make sure everything was fine <laughs> because I didn't want to move here just to then find out that I'm not studying here. And yeah, and like the roll call was actually then pretty simple. Like we were divided into uh, different groups. And then because of, first of all, like all the people of the um, mechanical, uh, from the engineering faculty got together in one hall. They were then divided into groups. And then the roll call happened, so they just went through the list, ticked off our names if we were there. And then we actually got a lot of practical information also at that first meeting, like um, basically how all our things work, how we can access our timetable and stuff like that. So, yeah, I was a bit worried about, when, like, do I miss any lectures, like when are my first lectures? And it's all going to be explained at that first meeting, and afterwards you know what, um, where and when you have to be. I actually missed the roll call, but I ah. think uh, I was uh, like during the COVID, so there was ex an exception back then. Oh, yes. So it, I arrived actually a week after, but uh, I had actually a person uh, wait for me there and do the same procedure as I, if I were in, but just alone. Yes, and for the smaller programs, for example, for mine, which is international and European relations, we were just in a room, a program director came in, said hi, called all of our names, we just said, yes, I'm here. Or, and then he usually would ask us, oh, where are you from? But um, that's about it. So it's not as yeah, intimidating we, we as you We had the same think. as you. And then yeah. we had like a fika break as well. I don't think we had that, but... No. Um, we had that as well. Yeah. 
But Wait a minute. Uh, yeah, but uh, Una likes... Uh, I don't, you know, I was one-on-one, so no, that yeah. was not... But it was same for us, because we were 2021, the one we started. That was the year, like, that was also kind of COVID year. Mm. So I, th- I remember a lot of people missing our roll call, but I think because they had emailed the professor in advance, I think they were granted or exactly. something. Yes. But I think this year they made it, like, a really, like, yes, please since, be here. Since 2022, that regulation doesn't um, go anymore, so you really make sure you come at it a few days early that you can get settled do all the things that we talked about now um, maybe do some more um, whatever you feel is necessary to feel comfortable um, and then show up for your roll call yeah. it's really important um, yeah but I think maybe we've gone through the most important steps by now um, I think this will get you through your life in Linköping quite well and give you a good start um, but one thing that you definitely will have to get used to here in Sweden is, of course, Fika. Yeah. And because this <laughs> podcast is called Fika with us, I do want to know what is your favorite Fika? What would you go for if you had to go through all of these steps again, which luckily you don't. But if you had to go all those steps again, what would you reward yourself with? Now that it's summer, I would probably go with uh, a strawberry cake. Oh, um, good. Maybe not a traditional Swedish Ooh. Fika, but... Uh, still very nice and especially if it's warm outside uh, and uh, it's really nice i think no that sounds good yeah yeah i would go with princess cake <gasps> oh every time princess torta yeah i'm obsessed that's yeah. a classic swedish thing yeah i'd probably go with like um hallon muffin raspberry muffin because it's so like tart and it tastes so good when it's like summer outside as well so yeah i mean I could go for all of those, to be honest. <laughs> so, yes. Thank you guys so much for joining and um, letting us know what is important when to get here to Lynch Shopping. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Also, I just want to say one thing. Like... Uh, you're supposed to be clueless like you don't <laughs> like you're not supposed to come here like knowing everything so it's okay to be clueless because all of us are and all of us were so now we're like pretending to be pros because we went through it but we were just as clueless as you so please remember that uh, i definitely was and please do not hesitate to ask anybody especially um, if you recognize any of these student ambassadors that you might have seen on Instagram and you see them around, I th- I'm betting that they are happy to help all of you and even normal students. Just ask. It's okay. Yes. You have listened to Fika with us, with me, Emily, and this episode's guests, Una, Shivani and Yannick. Don't forget to follow Linköping University on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to this podcast if you would like to hear more episodes like this one. We hope you enjoyed today's talk and you join us for Fika again soon.